is deserter. It's 2022. The pound is in free fall. The risk of global recession increases daily. The world teeters on the brink of nuclear warfare. And you're listening to a podcast about pubs, crisps and dosses. Yeah, you have just confirmed your own genius. In today's shows, pubs, crisps, dosses and... Today, we're back on the road with a visit to Waterloo in SE1, scene of one of the fiercest and most decisive battles between England and France in all of history. Uh, yeah? yeah? I'm not sure about that, mate. Uh, Waterloo, uh-huh. the battle between Napoleon and uh, Wellington was actually in Waterloo in Belgium. Oh, I don't mean that one. Oh. No, I'm talking about the uh, the battle between England and France, 1982 World Cup. Brian Robson in the first minute. Oh. Paul oh, Mariner yeah. for 3-1. Uh, I watched it in the hole in the wall just over there. Big Dave scored a bag of speed at half-time, shat himself. <laughs> <laughs> I see, yeah, those, those uh, toilets have never been right since, have they? <laughs> uh, he didn't make it to the toilet. Oh, God. I know. <laughs> Anyway, today we are in Waterloo, uh, and uh, I'm Dirty South. And I'm the Dunwich Raider. And we're going to visit a couple of pubs that really could not be more different, could they? They couldn't, no. Imagine, uh, firstly, a pub with a capacity, for some reason, of 1,750. Yeah, it's like the worst idea for a pub you've ever had, and uh, (laughs) you've had some crackers. (laughs) I'll tell you. Uh, What about the uh, one in the phone box? That was a cracker. That was a cracker. yeah, uh, what else can we say about this it's first pub we're going to, uh, it's, got a, it's, got a, it's got a slide. It's got a slide, uh, yeah. It's, it's got a library probably, uh, a, a clothes shop. <laughs> it's got <laughs> 60 taps of a, draft beer. Yeah, yeah, a bowling alley, a yeah. restaurant. Podcast uh, recording studio, everything yeah. that you'd expect. Health spa. <laughs> so, for one English pint. Where in the world are we going? Where are we, Vincent? We are, of course, at the Brewdog Arena, Waterloo. <laughs> is that what it's called, the Brewdog <laughs> no, Arena? No, no, no. no. <laughs> we are at Brewdog Waterloo. Yeah, we're in Brewdog Waterloo. Uh, capacity masses, and uh, it's, you know, I didn't want to like it, Vinny, but actually I don't mind it. It's, uh, it's, it reminds me of the sort of those wandering the, the bits around the NFT and the BFI. I know what you mean, it has and something about I, I, I imagine something really kind of warehousey. And, yeah. Uh, I think a lot of plants, it's isn't there? Not, it's, it's certainly not as bad as I thought it was going to mm. be. I mean, everybody I know who's been there has hated it. Yes, that's true. And that's um, possibly coloured our opinion, hasn't yeah, it? Yeah, and um, I don't suppose I'm going to come again. No, we won't, I mean, we won't be coming again. But no. I mean, it's. No, I, I can see why people might like it, certain yeah. types of people. Yeah, um, and it's yeah, it's not unlikable. I mean, yes, it's pricey. It's mm, seven pound mm. a pint, isn't it? And, uh, there's, yeah, there's a lot of beers. There's one non-Brewdog beer, isn't there? Yes, which you've gone for. Haven't you? Well, I had a taste of the. Uh, oh, yeah, you, you had leopard. a taste of it. Yeah, yeah. 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 Ma- ma- I don't know. I've lost my mind. I got a Hazy Jane Guava. <laughs> it's a, it's a gu- Guava. For the biggest man in the world. I know. <laughs> You don't like fruit. It really tastes of guava as well. <laughs> it does, yeah, it does. Um, okay, yeah. So yeah, award yourself one English pint, whatever time of day it is. Mm. Award yourself one English pint. Yeah. Uh, Crack one open got, on the train to work. If you got Waterloo Brewdog, or Brewdog Waterloo, as I mm. believe it's characterised. Um, right. What the fuck have we been up to? 
Well, we've been promoting hard on the promotion trail we have, of yes. our new book, Shirk Western Play, which came out a while ago. Yeah, and uh, we've done a number of engagements, including, if I uh, dare to remind you, one at BBC Radio Live. Oh, God, you had to <laughs> remind me. <laughs> that was quite a tricky assignment, and um, the run, one of the reasons, it didn't go well right from the beginning, did it? Because no. um, five minutes before we were due to go on, we got a call from the producer, read the cost of living crisis, mm. saying, keep it serious, yeah? <laughs> Us. <laughs> we're, try, we're trying to flog a comedy book here. Us. Yeah. I mean, we've already had four pints, we're rolling. <laughs> but... Uh, uh, so we're but not, we hadn't had lunch though. No, we hadn't. No, no. We know it was. It was in the morning. We hadn't even had a drink. We, we were like, we were just simply like, what? Mm. Um, anyway, we got into sort of the whole shirking thing, didn't we? And quiet quitting came up with the, the current buzzword for sort of working to rule. Deserting for amateurs. Deserting for amateurs. Yeah, but we kept sort of um, being tripped up by the, this BBC impartiality, didn't we? Um, Said so, uh, Nihal, wasn't it? Mm. Um, who was asking us? Uh, you know, but what about the employers? Yeah. Uh, and you know, we're on. We're live on the BBC Radio. We can't say it. we don't give a fuck about the employers. No. Never have done. No. This is for the employees. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, the employers have had it their way for the last millennia or so. <laughs> <laughs> the last fucking people I need to worry about. Uh, anyway, if you missed it, we'll play a very uh, brief excerpt uh, now. Yeah. Followed by what we did next. <laughs> Firstly, the term, it's not about quitting. Um, it's actually about saying, I'll work these hours that I'm contractually obliged to do so. If you want me to work beyond that, pay me for it. Because I can imagine that there's quite a lot that just goes on, which is essentially, well, it could be argued, is exploitative, Andrew, right? Just expected to be that shining example of an employee by working... 15 hours a day yeah absolutely uh yeah and get calls at funerals um yeah <laughs> uh yeah it shouldn't be like that uh, as you say you're not contracted to do that and uh the employers rely on the goodwill of employees right for sure vincent yes it shouldn't really be be controversial at all that someone should work um to do what they're paid for. Uh, anything else is, is kind of charity to, to an employer, um, an employer that is presumably getting some benefit from your extra hours and should, should pay you for it. Well, what about productivity? Because we have a conversation, do we not, in the UK about where the UK ranks in productivity? Yeah, I saw Liz Truss said that we're the worst idlers in the world. I think she's wrong there. I think we're the best idlers in the world. Well, if, if the, the way I'm looking, uh, in 2019, the UK came fourth highest out of the G7 countries, with France, the USA and Japan uh, being... being uh, sorry, with France and the US top and Japan bottom the G7. Mm. So we're not the worst no, in terms not. of that. But then also, again, with quiet quitting, that goes back to the point about should we just be defined by our outputs? What else should we be defined by then, Vincent? I think who we are. I mean, often people ask you, you know, what do you do? And, and, and the, the question is, is partly um, who you are. Um, and we shouldn't be defined by our roles any more than we should by, by our, our productivity. There's 
much to all of us, much more to all of us than that. Um, yeah, go on, sorry. I was going to say, I'm just going to chip in saying that um, taking back a little bit of time for yourself, shirking, if you will, uh, can nurture the imagination. You know, it allows for musing and dreaming and considering and problem solving. And when we were young, these things were all considered good. And then as we were pressed into the system, like sausage meat into the grinder, for some reason, they're all considered a distraction. And they're replaced with definable targets like homework and exams and promotion and mortgages and so on. Um, which begs the question, when are you supposed to do your dreaming? You know, <laughs> you only get a certain amount of time on the labs. <laughs> yeah, this is very true. Uh, yeah, oh, it's all con- it comes flooding back listening to that, doesn't it? Uh, yeah, I mean, it might not sound traumatic, I think, to, to yeah. uh, when you're listening to that. It sounds, it sounds quite benign. And um, However, we came out of it like, what the fuck? Yeah, <laughs> I came out of there feeling thirsty. And, yeah. Uh, it was all we could do to stagger down to the harp in Covent Garden and have a couple of pints. Yeah, we uh, even went, you know, went wrong on the way there. You know, we were so confused <laughs> by the light grilling we had. Yeah. Um, followed by a bottle of wine at lunch yeah. uh, in Covent Garden, and then several more pints down at the Shirkers Rest in New Cross. It wasn't uh, a bad day. Until was it, we really? felt better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got there in the end. <laughs> uh, anyway. Uh, that was a grilling, more more fun and perhaps even more relaxing. Although it did it did also uh, involve some sort of public appearance and public speaking, didn't mm. it? Uh, was our book launch at the Shirkers Rest in New Cross uh, a couple of weeks back? Yes, we'd invited uh, well all our pledges really, hadn't we? And, yeah, uh, yeah. It was a cracking evening, wasn't it? Yeah, it was lovely, lovely, uh, and it's perhaps you know, not an ideal setup there because it's quite a small room, but. Mm. Um, yeah, my, my daughter missed me thanking her for the second book in a row. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not that I did thank Poor her, Bill. but I told her I did. <laughs> yeah, it was nice to be there in front of the world's media. Um, by that, and by that, I mean the Brixton buzz. <laughs> yeah, very important. Um, and we sold a few books on the night. By the way, if you're interested in uh, in, in buying the book, you can, we, we recommend going to uh, a local bookshop first of all of course I mean we were in uh, Dulwich Books the other day um, signing uh, a few copies weren't we so we cracking bookshop I have to say yes yeah. we were taken out back for a fag by the bins yeah, it's a yeah. Lo- lovely thing yeah. for a bookshop isn't I it I mean they don't do that for every shopper I no. believe <laughs> uh, but also recommended books you know knowing seeing, knowing something about us yeah they're like this is the book for you and they were right they, 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 uh, the, the book that they, they sold me was absolutely fucking brilliant I yeah. loved it Really? Really? Yeah. Okay, yeah. They're very good. Well done, Dutch Books. Um, on a, on a back to our, on a personal level, we do have a couple of live appearances coming up, don't we? There's the Catford Literary Festival on Saturday, which we've just been told is sold out. Woo! But as I said in the previous podcast, I reckon if you got tanked up with a few mates, you could rush the gate. <laughs> and um, we're also doing Hootenanny in uh, Brixton. Uh, the Brixton Book Jam, where writers get together and do five-minute readings from their new books. It's a cracking night. It's a cracking night, and yeah, also a really good excuse for getting right on it on yeah. Monday. Yeah. Plus, they've got a green room. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yes, the Abbots Hall Healthy Living Centre on uh, Saturday for our... Oh. Our, our <laughs> I know. For uh, the don't, Catford Literary Don't festival. worry, because I've got Sherry on the rider. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've got Sherry on the rider. 
yeah. and mm. mini burgers. Oh, oh half of okay. which have the gherkin taken out of them. Oh, that's a proper rider. No, good yeah. work. Yeah. Um, you've got a new book coming out on your own, haven't uh, you? Uh, well, with another writer. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Without me. Yeah, that's Without what I mean. On your own. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, uh, yeah, and that came out five weeks early, so I, I, I actually had two books out in the same week. That is, for a slacker, that is not a good look. It's a fucking disgrace. It's fucking your, with I'm, your image. I've let myself down. <laughs> um, but as somebody said, at least uh, I won't have to lift a finger until 2026 now. <laughs> Um, what is this book? Are you going to tell oh, us? Oh, sorry, <laughs> yes. <laughs> no. It's called The Roaring Red Front, The World's Top Left-Wing Football Clubs. Uh, I mentioned, mentioned it before on yeah. here. Uh, and we've got a little book launch at um, Champion Hill, mm-hmm. um, uh, at the, the Dunwich Hamlet Bar, as well as uh, the St. Pauli Museum in uh, November. Mm. Um, so, yeah, we'll be doing a little, uh, I don't know about reading, but a little talk and a bit of Q&A. And then Scully's doing a scar set for us. Excellent. Yeah, yeah. So in a fun. way. Um, <laughs> if you like scar, brilliant. <laughs> I'm also, um, I'll be selling my book there, won't I? The uh, world's right-wing football clubs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. The advanced oh, sales of which have, uh, have dwarfed your, your, yours, I understand. Uh, uh, you know, I'm working on that. I'm working on that. <laughs> I mean, I might have some shirt, rest and play uh, on, on me as well, if anybody wants to. Uh, we, we will be selling yeah. um, the wrong way front for sure. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Um, that's enough about us. Um, right, a little bit more about me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I uh, thought I'd give a health update. Oh yeah, people have been writing in. How is it? How is the Raiders' health? The PSAs. You remember, my prostate was was rather enlarged. I've been trying to forget it. <laughs> and uh, this is basically this is hope for all those with elevated PSAs. <laughs> PSAs are uh, pros, pro, pro, prostate-specific antigens, and they can be an indicator of prostate cancer. Um, and I had some tests done recently, uh, and they've gone down. They've gone down. Is that good or bad? That's good. Okay. The PSA is going down. Is good. Okay. And my doctor was like, "Have you done anything different?" And I was like, "No, nothing." Mm. Yeah. You know, see you later. See you next time. Thanks mm. very much, doc. Oh, apart from one thing, I've started eating salted mixed nuts. <laughs> she was like, "Pardon?" I said. I order a big bag each week, yeah, and I have a small bowl every evening just before my sherry. She's still listening. She's still listening. Oh, she's, she's fascinated. <laughs> okay. And she yeah. was like, oh, which nuts? You know, so suddenly we're, we're oh, engaged. nut lover. And I said, uh, I said, peanuts? She said, no. <laughs> okay. I said, uh, hazelnuts? No. Cashews? Don't be ridiculous, oh. she said. Oh, I was going to put my money on the cashews. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I said, oh, I think that's it, apart from, uh, apart from the almonds. Pardon? She said. Uh, almonds. Did you say almonds? <laughs> I said, yes, I said al- almonds. Yes, I said. And, and then she t- said to me, there's an ongoing study looking at the potential beneficial effects of tomatoes and almonds on shrinking the prostate. What do you know? What do you know? I seem to have accidentally locked out. But this, is, this isn't the point. The point of the story is now I'm at home. Yes, please. When I'm rustling away in the kitchen after dinner, mm. when I really shouldn't be eating anything more, and Mrs. Raider looks up and says, what are you eating now? <laughs> I say, I'm having my medical nuts, babe. <laughs> uh, uh, she can't say anything. No. 
I'm having my medical nuts. So but the point is, to all those with elevated PSAs and indeed all diseases, that even in disease and in the inevitable decline that follows it, and indeed death, there are some upsides. Right. Okay. That's Let's the thing it. to hang on to. Yeah. The upsides. Your hang magic nuts. <laughs> The news. The news. 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 Pub and beer news first. Hooray! Uh, I wouldn't go that far, mate. Uh, the oh. Guardian and several other papers are reporting that more than seventy percent of pubs do not expect to, su- to survive the winter. Fucking hell! I mean, I've seen some disaster movies, but you know, this is this is beating all of them. This is 70%. energy energy bills plus. Shortages of kegs, cans, and carbon dioxide. For fuck's sake. Oh, Jesus. Uh, there is obviously some help being offered by the government in the form of capped business energy rates, but really, I think the only response is the uh, only response to this is to get down the pub. Yeah, yeah, support them while you can and also enjoy them while you can. Yeah, go often, go long, go hard. Um, they may shut. Or indeed, the other side of that coin is that the price of a pint might go up, which isn't good for any of us. Yes, we, I think we had that last last time round, didn't we? That they might yeah. go up to like twenty pounds. <laughs> well, a, a man in Lincolnshire was uh, infuriated by much less than that when when he heard um, that his local was putting up the price of a pint by twenty p. Mm. He, he climbed on onto the roof and staged a protest <laughs> in a two-hour standoff with the local police. Oh, hats off! It, it sent him over the edge," said the landlord. Uh, not literally, I hope. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thanks for thanks to uh, Cyclo for that story in the Lincolnshire Times. Mm-hmm. Um, I had an image of Cyclo being sent over the edge. You know, if they put if they put the price of uh, a hophead up. I, 20p mm. of him climbing up to the roof of the Blythe Hill Tavern, you know, and mm. throwing slates at Terry and Con until oh. he was talked down. I'm, I'm sure Terry or Con would bring him a pint. <laughs> yes, they'd probably bring him on, yeah. Because often his, his, his nickname uh, is misheard as Psycho, isn't it? Yes, um, Psycho Dunk. Maybe it's Psycho Dunk that would do the uh, Blythe Hill yeah. Tavern rooftop protest. Mm. Uh, in other more amusing, shall we say, uh, pub news. The Shirkers' rest was in the Financial Times. So I gather that uh, was what a brilliant story. It that was, was amazing. We got an, e- an email tip off that we might be interested in the Financial Times crossword hmm. uh, on, uh, I think it was August the 20th, Saturday, August the 20th. Uh, and in particular, 17 and 19 across. Oh, yeah. <laughs> So uh, obviously we got hold of it, and 17 across re- the clue was skivers or idlers. Oh, people, yeah, shirkers. That's shirkers. Could be shirkers. Could be shirkers. And 19 across pencil. was repose. Sure enough, it was shirkers rest. Mm. Right across the middle of the Financial Times. Fantastic. Yeah, uh, I mean, you, you've, you've printed it and, and put it on the wall, haven't you? Trouble yeah. is, people think, you know, oh, that's not real, but I know. it is actually real. Yes, I know, it's I really know, I know. And um, for good measure, they'd also put one down was also pub crawl. Oh, yes. you notice that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Did, yeah, yeah. I mean, yes. honestly, to me, it was the greatest publicity stunt since 9-11. <laughs> uh, and if only I'd been responsible for it. 
but I can't take any of the plaudits. Let's uh, thank you to whoever whoever created that crossword. Yeah. At the Financial Times, amazing. Mm. Um, next item I've got is about Guinness. Hot on the heels of Brewdog Waterloo, mm. or is it Waterloo Brewdog? Brewdog no. Arena. <laughs> Uh, Guinness is coming to Covent Garden. Isn't it already in pubs in Covent Garden? It is, but this is the gaff at Old Brewer's Yard. Uh, it's going to be turned into a £73 million, 50,000 square foot venue, microbrewery, bar, restaurant, spa, clothing <laughs> shop and bookshop. Is this the future of pubs? I, I, I mean, yeah, exactly. I do hope it isn't because I I'm not that bothered isn't. by it. No, because we all know the best pub in town is the smallest. Yeah, exactly. Unless you're in South London and it's Brightfield Tavern. <laughs> That's because it's split up into small parts. Yes, it is. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, we've done a lot of research on that and it is the case that the best pub in any town is the smallest. Mm. We won't hear anything more on that. Yeah, and if you really want to get us in Covent Garden, Go to the fucking blind, uh, harp. The yeah, harp. Uh, exactly. It's, yeah. it's exemplary. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I had a couple of bits. Um, something I saw on Twitter from the the Crown Inn in Middleton, which is Greater Manchester, I believe. Um, they posted, uh, in light of the current energy crisis, we at the Crown will have no choice but to tell energy firms to fuck right off. <laughs> 200% price increases in October. Fucking sling it, you greedy, money-grabbing, soulless twats. Beer will be pulled by candlelight, and football will be shown on TV TVs powered by generators, if oh. need be. Is this the one that's doing uh, Candlelight Mondays? It's not, that was in Cornwall. Oh. And they finished with saying, you're not taking our fucking pubs, sling it. Right, thank Fair you, enough. the Crown in Middleton. Yeah, worth a visit. Yeah, but you're right. There was a pub in Cornwall that was uh, on Mondays. They were, yeah. they were they were having no electricity. Um, we might have to consider that for the shirkers. Everyone the loves rolling. Candlelight's lovely. Yeah, yeah. They don't like Better. pubs burned down, though, do they? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Don't tell the insurers. <laughs> do you have insurers? Ah. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, worrying news: uh, the Dulwich oh. Beer Dispensary. Uh, I, I'm told is closed until further notice. Oh no, really? Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's no other pubs around the area, so it'd be a real loss if, uh, Absolutely. if that, that is true. And um, well, after yeah. the Peckham Town game, where are you going to go? Exactly. You're going to have to. You have to. You know, it's a bit of a hike to the the dog in Dulwich Village, isn't it? Yeah. So so. Um, is, it, is this? How did you hear this? Well, somebody at the game uh, uh, mentioned and said, "Yeah, where are we going to go?" The, 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 the beer dispensary is closed, and uh, somebody said they saw a sign saying it's closed until further notice. I looked on Google and it said it's closed. Oh, really? It said permanently. Because I know Southey were doing their uh, revamping their tap room in Penge, but that, right. I thought that they'd finished that and that had reopened. So, uh, right. Yeah. Well, fingers crossed for that. Yeah. Um, I had a um, message from uh, No More Lonely Nights, the uh, one of the guys who's been behind saving the old Justice pub. You remember the old Justice? Old oh, Justice. Yeah. Brother Hideway. Brother Hyde. It's not far. Is it? Yeah. Bermondsey Tube. It's on, on yeah. the Thames Path. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, and it's been closed for ages. Um, yeah. 
and um, I think they had to stop the. Uh, I think they, they got the owners to, to put back shit that they'd torn down, you know. Oh. Um, so they've been fighting a battle to keep to save it, but they'd like to open it as a pub. Obviously, mm. they asked me, knowing that I I run a pub and I own a pub <laughs> and, and all my. Uh, so when they go in touch with you, brilliant. <laughs> I think yeah. Um, so uh, yeah, I'm probably not the person they need. So um, yeah. Um, so if anybody wants to run a pub. Um, there's some very willing people with a, a pub on the Thames path, as I said, with some a bit of history. It's got uh, some connection to Paul McCartney, I believe. Yeah, and, uh, and give the my Sweeney. Regards to Broad Street, was it? Yeah, it was in good. Give my regards to Broad yeah, Street. Yeah. A poor film that Paul McCartney was in and paid for, I think, and, um, and it was in the Sweeney as well. So mm. you know, and it's it, it's a lovely old building, isn't it? Just lovely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. In a sort of uh, post-war sort of way. Yeah. Um, it could be a cracking pub if uh, in the right hands. I just want to mention then uh, the China Hall, which is also SE16, uh, which looks like it's going to be finally uh, given over to developments and flats. Mm. Uh, there is possibly a window to object to that, but that would be another one gone from that area. Yeah. In better news, the fellowship in Bellingham has reopened... Um, last week and um, there's a launch party on the 30th of September uh, with Don Letts um, DJing I believe so that will be wow. that, yeah that's cracking so it's a yeah, reopening of pub cafe cinema and venue so and Cyclo also told us about the General Knapp having completed its makeover oh yes on our oak way isn't it yes um, yeah I imagine they probably got rid of those rather unusual low-panelled bar dividers. Oh yeah, uh, they, were, they were quite odd, weren't they? Yeah, because yeah. it's now anyway. It's now billed as a pub and local. Oh. Um. Okay. Yeah. I'll decide if it's my local. <laughs> yeah. You're just a pub. Yeah. Uh, anyway, that's reopened. Uh, I doubt you'll still be able to get a pint of Guinness there for three quid. They did a free roasty, a roast, roast dinners actually the other day. I don't know if it's just that you know. They did. I think yeah. that was an opening gambit. An opening gambit. Okay. Yeah. All yeah. right. You're peckish, aren't you? Yeah. Just as well because I think we're going on to crisp news, yeah, and I have I got crisp news for you? <laughs> right. At last, I've got a tasting. A tasting. Okay. So, um, who's been providing us? This is from Ned James. Oh, Ned. One of our leading correspondents. Yes. Uh, Ned. I'm not going to tell you what they are because I think you're better off just tasting, otherwise, you'll refuse. (laughs) (laughs) From Ned. I think he said he picked them up in uh, South London. I can't remember exactly because I was quite inebriated at the time. Mmm. Oh, nice, aren't they? I mean, I'm getting potato mostly, but there's a subtle flavour of... There's a subtle flavour. Of something... There's three things. Three things, OK. Yeah. Um, Do you want to know? Something... It's almost as if Lay's. These are from Lay's, but mm. they're obviously from Asia. Mm. Uh, these, these crisps are designed to troll you. Mm. It's a bit fishy, aren't they? They're fish mm. and pickled cabbage. Oh, I, <laughs> <laughs> I like them. Do you? Yeah. I think they're one of the best we've had on the programme. 
I mean, they're better than fizzy cola, but yeah. Mm. Um, no, I'll, have one, I'll have one more. I'll have one more. Mm. Mm. Fish and pickled cabbage. Oh, well, that, that. I think they're very good. Look out for fish and pickled cabbage from Lay's in your local Asian crisp shop. Um, Right, a number of crisp items, yes. as usual, as our crisp section expands to take over the world. Mm. Goose and several others sent us the story in the Daily Mirror of uh, the mum in awe of a monster six-inch crisp. <laughs> it's the biggest I've ever seen. The woman struggled to get the huge crisp, which came in at six inches long, out of the packet. Walker's roast chicken, by the way, mm -hmm. uh, to take to take a look at it. But when she showed it to her husband, he ate it. <laughs> no. The mum of two explained that all her family love crisps and is hopeful to find another whopper in another packet soon. Although I may go salt and vinegar this time. I'm holding out for another whopper, but this time I'm going to keep quiet about it. And although that one didn't fit in the dip pot. It would have been great in a sandwich, she Yes, said. of course. Do you have a dip pot for your crisps? No, I don't think maybe I should. I mean, I, I, I know the uh, the egg and chips uh, slabs and mm. the shirkers very much benefit from a brown sauce dip. They do, they do. Yeah. I've never had a dip for crisps. And um, yeah, the dry sauce, sauce is, has been yeah. uh, a hit in the, yeah. in, in the slabwich. But yeah, a six inch um, diameter crisp would be great in a sandwich and incidentally it's crisp sandwich day on is the it? 25th of October oh okay that's going in the diary yeah we're going to do something at the shirkers I think we're going to provide the bread and butter and some interesting crisps yeah maybe fish and pickled cabbage oh, get out got a bit of spice to them as well though isn't there's they? a bit of spice yeah I think they're very good um, okay moving on talking of walkers goose sent us a story that their worcester sauce flavor is to be discontinued oh it's a shame no you I mean, haven't seen a lot of it actually no, i haven't no. seen them around i think but i'm in favor of it in 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 theory um yeah you're in favor of the of worcester sauce crisps or the discontinuation yes. no, no 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 yeah it's caused some dismay uh, the announcement um amy ward from winchester said it's a fucking disgrace. <laughs> it's everything that's wrong with this shit old country. I'll never vote Lib Dem again. At least you're fucking furious about it. Um, mm -hmm. On the other hand, I'd like to welcome Smoky Bacon. Um, again, it's thanks to Goose. We can say uh, congratulations to Pauline and Maxwell Bacon from East London who have named their baby son Smokey. <laughs> <laughs> it's dangerous because I really want to eat him. Uh, dad Maxwell said, my dad was nicknamed Streaky and we wanted to continue the family tradition. Oh, beautiful. beautiful <laughs> I'm not making it up. I'm not making it up. Um, and uh, you had something. Oh, um, it was just something on, on, on Modern Toss. They had some... some uh, cartoon about uh, um, culture wars and crisps uh, this guy fell out with his, his brother he said we fell out after they expanded the culture war into crisps and snacks I called him a kettle chip eating cunt and he mocked me for eating cheese footballs <laughs> where do you stand on cheese footballs 
I probably wouldn't really go for either of those. If I had to choose, I might go for a cheese football. I mean, there's football, <coughs> there's snacks, and there's mm. cheese. It's yeah. a lot going, going. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've never actually played a game of football with a cheese football. No, not even with your for, fingers. Good for blow football. Blow football, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and finally, um, although I have to warn you that this next item might kill crisp news. Oh God! Mind you, we've said that before, haven't we? Yeah, <laughs> and I mean, here we if, stay out. We're still here. If, if we survived fizzy cola, then... <laughs> uh, top chef and regular contributor Sarita Puri sent us a link to a news article about vagina-flavored crisps. No, I'm afraid so. Uh, this is for, they're made by Chaz, a Lithuanian-based crisp company. Uh, they've launched vagina-flavoured crisps, the first in the world, limited edition. Uh, created based on research from around the world that suggests millennials are having three times less sex than their parents at the same age. Wow. This was their idea of response. Mm. Yeah. They wrote... I think that's going to help. Yeah. They said the Chaz team is young, bold and socially responsible. So we took this decision to create vagina flavoured crisps uh, and they, they write that after tasting it you will remember your wildest love adventures your first real love <laughs> I'm, I'm slightly stunned but yeah I mean because I mean it's, it's kind of whose vagina <laughs> all vaginas all vaginas it's a, yes it's a sort of um, it's quite a personal kind of uh, flavour spectrum, I would say. It's just a tang. It's a tang <laughs> it's a from tang. all vaginas. Oh, yeah, it's a summation yeah. of all vaginas. Anyway, you can sign up on their website now at chazchips.com for their vagina flavoured crisps. I've actually signed up, but uh, with your address. <laughs> <laughs> so Mrs South will shortly be receiving 14 packets of vagina flavoured crisps. <laughs> Uh, on to drug news. Uh, yes, please. First item is I'm out. Um, if, <laughs> if anybody's got any squidgy black, uh, <laughs> hit me up. Um, <laughs> uh, the other, you know, I haven't got any Mad Honey. We mentioned Mad Honey yes, last time. Yeah. But I've been looking into it and it is available on eBay. What was it again? Um, it's uh, hallucinogenic honey. Okay, yeah. yeah is it made by mad bees? <laughs> <laughs> it's made by bees in Nepal who feed on rhododendrons at a certain ah, altitude. Ah. And uh, it's, yeah, it's hallucinogenic. And um, yeah, you get a, a small jar, I think, for sort of £20. The, the thing that's put me off buying is that I want to know it works. You know, I don't want to just, I mean, I don't want to just have honey. <laughs> you want mad honey. Because there's lots of reviews, but they all, they're all like, yeah, great seller, fast delivery. You know, No mm. one said, you know, mm. I got off my biscuit and formed a, an no. interpersonal relationship with a ladder. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we, we, I'm waiting for someone braver than me to spunk 20 quid on, on some mad honey on eBay. <laughs> oh, brilliant. Well, um... Other news. We've got other news, have we? So yeah, a couple so of items. Yeah, couple yeah, of items. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So do you remember the Brunel Museum in uh, Rotherhithe? Do I? Yeah. 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 We had a cracking afternoon yeah. there, didn't we? Yeah. Um, they've just uh, got. Uh, they've just won the lottery. They've got, they've, they've got a grant from the lottery, a heritage um, 
grant of nearly two million pounds to to spruce the place up, renovate it, put on new exhibitions. That this is the one in the massive stairwell entrance yes. to um, what's now the Rotherhithe Tunnel. Yes, yeah, and it's yeah. about the Rotherhithe Tunnel. It's about the okay. Thames Tunnel, isn't it? The, the yeah. Brunel built. Yes, yeah. uh, not far from the Mayflower Pub, happily. No, um, indeed. But the thing I remember about it most is that there's like a cocktail garden on top. That's right. The, the Midnight Apoc- Apocryphery, yeah. it's called. Yeah. And um, I mean, cocktail bar doesn't sound terribly appealing, but it's not like that. It's not like porn star martinis. It's, um, you know, there's sort of herbs from the garden that are in the, 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 yes. um, the cocktails, but the cocktails have booze. <laughs> okay. It's not just herbs. I see what you say. And They're a bit lo- stronger than most. It's it's a, just a lovely little vibe. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Really nice thing in a lovely little part of South London. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, um, looking forward to going back there. Yeah, very much so. Um, and what else? Yeah, something quite alarming. Mm. Um, there's been a Tory invasion of South London. Shit it. Um, Boris is moving into Herne Hill, isn't he? So he is, yeah. Yeah. Stradella, they say. Yeah. Um, Liz Truss, who's apparently our Prime Minister, uh, and Kwasi Kwarteng <laughs> and James Cleverley have all moved to West Greenwich. Oh my God, mate. Uh, one of the Shirkers regulars told me that Liz Truss is basically at the bottom of his garden. Oh. At least he knows what to do with his sewage pipe now. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's I mean, the, my, I, I don't know, what are they doing here? What, why yeah. have they come to South London? I, I know, know it's a bit cheaper cheap, elsewhere, yeah. but... They're West London people, surely. Yeah, well, yeah, 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 exactly. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, my worry is that, um, well, the, the trouble is with rich people is they're not very good at integrating with society. You know, they have got their own language, yes. their own food, you know. Yeah, you know, they stick to their own, don't they? Yeah. They stick to their own. It's like yeah. a ghetto. Yeah. Yeah. We don't want it to become that. No. Um, fuck off. Yeah. Would be my response. Yeah, yeah I think that's, <laughs> that's fair, yeah. All right, then well, perhaps we should try another pub, maybe a smaller pub. Let's, let's go for a smaller pub, a more traditional pub. Indeed. Perhaps one on the other side of Waterloo Bridge. If I was to say the word Rupel, oh, yeah. would that I be, know exactly. Would that be a sufficient? As a clue? As a clue. Yeah. Or, or, or uh, would well. I have to add something like, God save the king, <laughs> or part of him. Yeah. Unspoilt Georgian Terrace. Yeah and a classic lean. So we've landed, of course, at the King's Arms. Yeah, on Rappel Street, in the back streets of Waterloo. Yeah, we're leaning out the back, where we've leaned many times before, just by the bins, mm-hmm. with a pint of very powerful... Uh, Pale ale mm-hmm. to keep us going after an unscheduled egg, bacon, and chip stop at Marie's. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, that's living all right. Um, so, yeah, if you guessed the King's Arms on Rupel Street, a beautiful backstreet boozer, and when we walked in, the alpha table by the fire in the public bar was free. Mm. But we're, we're recording outside, and now it's taken, Vinny. Is it? Yeah. Um, if you if you got uh, King's Arms, award yourself one English pint. Yeah, or make Scottish. sure you visit. Make sure you visit. You know, it's a gorgeous little pub, isn't it? And yeah. Better in the afternoon before all the suits get here. Definitely, definitely. Okay, okay. you're a bum dosser. How dare you? <laughs> Fair. 
You're a bomb-dosser. Have you got a bomb-dosser to throw into this month's competition? I have. Zarko, Vinny. Zarko. Oh, oh yes. Uh, Zarko Pejanovic mm-hmm. uh, has become Montenegro's 12th annual lying-down champion. What a country. <laughs> uh, the man from uh, Podgorica, if that's how you say it, uh, went over 60 hours without getting up. And he said after winning the competition, it wasn't difficult. No. I didn't even warm up. <laughs> <laughs> what uh, a legend. Um, and then there's a twist in the story. Yeah. Uh, a little bit later, after 60 hours of rest, a rejuvenated Zarko headed to the Dan newspaper where he smashed up the office and attacked journalists. What? Uh, apparently he was unhappy that the paper had called him a Navchi Jabalabarosh. No way did they say that. They did, uh, which is apparently very hard to translate, but is something along the lines of bum dosser. <laughs> yeah. Hmm? Well, uh, actually, it means something to do with the parasite or something like that. Anyway, he got very cross and okay. uh, yeah, okay. smashed it up. Well, a very strong candidate. Very strong candidate. I'm very confident with him. Yes. Who have you got? Uh, well, I've got um, Comprehensive Donkey 9. Really? <laughs> Is that like your email address, Vince Raisin 9? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, his family, obviously. <laughs> the ninth of that great tribe. <laughs> <laughs> but we're the nine. Um, yeah, so he um, put on uh, Reddit uh, slash lazy. Mm. Uh, Call me a lazy piece of crap. But I'll surely call out of work with a flat tyre and then go home to smoke weed and play video games. And after my car is done in the shop, I'm going home, hitting my bong until I nod off and make millions of dollars in GTA selling blow. (laughs) (laughs) Gotta love that game. And weed. I just bought an Egg McMuffin, but I'm going to buy a Subway breakfast sandwich as soon as they open. (laughs) Fuck it. Brackets. 21-year-old male. (laughs) What a catch. (laughs) I like the idea of having an Egg McMuffin but logging the subway as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, you should be doing that at 21, shouldn't you? I think so, yeah, Mm. yeah, yeah. It's when you're still doing it at 51 like us that you need to worry about it. Yeah. Um, Sorry, Dad. uh, Who's going to be our bum dosser? Oh, it's got to be Zarko. He's won won the title, hasn't he, already? Come on, Zarko. Zarko Pajanovic. You're a bomb dosser. Is it a scene? You know, what? Scene? What scene? A social media scene. About? Social media scene. No. Social media scene? It's a social media scene. Come on. Come on, social media scene. I don't know what's up. Are you, are you up first on the social media scene? I could be. Go for I could it. be, yeah. Go for uh, it. I spotted this one from uh, Charlie on here on uh, Twitter. He said... Uh, Spielberg was only 26 when he made Jaws. Michael Jackson was only 24 when he recorded Thriller. Essie Hinton was only 19 when The Outsider was published. It's too late. You need to give up. (laughs) Yeah, give up uh, soon. Give up sooner. Mm. I mean, that's partially our advice, isn't it? Yes. It's never going to happen. Give up. Yeah, don't give up with the, with the, uh, yeah, the yeah, full yeah. stop in the middle. It's fucking brilliant. Over and over again, they say it. Um, well, I could uh, go on. Are you, or are you just checking your text? I wonder if you've got another one there. Oh, uh, no, no, no. It's all part of our... Um, finale. 
No, no, it's all, 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 all part, all part of our grief. Oh, okay, yeah, that's right. Because I'm going to talk about some Queen's Death Madness, mm-hmm. um, sort of the collective hysteria that befell the land uh, over the last week or so. Fuck me, did um, it? And I think a lot of brands felt they had to be doing something uh, or anything, didn't yeah. they? Uh, Is that what we're doing? Yes. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, for example, Anne Summers sent their condolences above a promotion for some lingerie and sex toys, didn't they? <laughs> um, but my favourites were the Met Office. Uh, I think a lot of people sent us this one. Um, we are saddened by the death of Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth II. Our thoughts are with her family and all those affected by this news. As a mark of respect, we will only be posting daily forecasts. <laughs> okay. It's baffling. Yeah. To do a weekly forecast you know, it, during National Morning, that would mm. be uh, uncalled for. Um, the UK Gov website closed all petitions during a period of mourning okay uh, including one That's calling respect. for those on disability payments to get a one-off payment to help with the cost of living crisis <laughs> right. yeah just close those petitions down yeah it's what she would have wanted yeah uh hammersmith and fulham council tweeted please be aware that following the passing of her majesty the queen today's scheduled car free day celebration in hammersmith has been postponed as a result king street will now remain open to motorists <laughs> So, well, uh, yeah. We have lost our minds. Yeah, you, exactly. Yeah. yeah, you can mourn by driving up and down King Street in your fuck off four by four. Mm. Um, and finally, I enjoyed uh, a cycle rack in Norwich. Uh, had a sign attached to it which read "Royal Period of Mourning." This cycle rack will be closed from Friday the ninth to. <laughs> Wednesday the 21st of September if you leave your cycle here it will be removed who's going to do that somebody somebody with more respect than you yeah yeah I mean this is the other side of it are people just um you know using the Queen's death to be a little bit lazy so you know was that posted by the cycle collection agency uh, who thought everyone else is having their day off we're going to have a day off don't post your don't lock your bicycle here yeah. And we won't have to pick it up. Yeah. Uh, did you see anything along those lines that well, made you titter? Not, not quite along those lines, but but related, yeah. I saw Philip Proudfoot, you know, we were talking about balance with the BBC mm. earlier, and he was saying, yeah, the BBC should now do 11 days of non-stop documentaries on fe- and features on republicanism, the crimes of the British Empire, the dangers of unaccountable elites, and working-class history for balance. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, I also like Jamie Allerton's post. Uh, he he um, put up the Daily Express front page, which said, uh, the Queen was like everyone's grandmother. He said, I can't believe she smoked 20 Lambert and Butler a day and couldn't tell the difference between me and my brother. <laughs> um, OK, I've got a couple of uh, quickies yep. to finish off the scene. Um One's from our, uh, our regular favourite, Fesshole, which uh, I always enjoy. Uh, so he, he writes, um, I was high at a family party and thought Katy Perry's firework was the most profound thing I'd ever heard. <coughs> I made my old nan leave her own party and sit in her shed with me and listen to it on my phone. She said I was a very deep and clever young man. <laughs> I was 32. (laughs) 
That's beautiful. <laughs> uh, and then finally, uh, not here on Twitter, posted, When my son was two, I heard him mumbling to himself as he was going to sleep, What if a pub had tits on it? It sounded like a promise that the world he would grow up in would be less fearful and more hopeful. <laughs> That's blown my mind. I think, I think on that note, um, that might be uh, all we have time for. It might well be, yeah. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, shall we go and check out the hole in the wall for old time's sake when we finish this pint? Yeah, I think we deserve it, don't we? It's been quite a month. Tell me about it. Surely next month can't be quite as tumultuous as that one just gone. I mean, I've got, there's a block of cheese in my fridge that's seen two Chelsea managers, two prime ministers, two monarchs, and the pound at parity with a dollar. <laughs> I might put it up for sale on eBay. Yeah, why not? Do it in dollars, though, not <laughs> I saw a great little post on uh, Instagram from the Architectural Review in mm. 1962. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it said, um, it wrote... A pint of bitter can be just so much alcohol, and a bar can be just a bare room in which you knock it back. That's existence. But the drink can be as subtle and exciting as you wish, if you choose your brewery and the room. As these pages try to show, they can become a powerful spatial parable. Mmm. I'll have a pint of spatial, please. (laughs) Let's go and find ourselves another spatial parable. (laughs) 